Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. How do we get ahead of rising costs in retirement? It's a question a lot of you have right now, and we'll get some insights from Philip Statler on that here in just a few minutes. First, we're going to hear the latest news on Social Security benefits next year and inflation spreading to become a global fight. We're so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is, of course, president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Philip, we have a lot to get to here today about inflation. There's a lot going on. I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're doing great this weekend. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, it's inflation, inflation, inflation. It just cannot stop for some reason. Um, As much as the Fed's trying, and we'll talk about that here in this segment, but it's just, um, it's an issue. I mean, you go to the grocery store and it's just terrible, Jen. It's... um, yeah, and it is. I try not to go because I get so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, well, when I've got I've got too many kids at home that I I have no choice but to to be at the grocery store on a regular them, basis. Huh? That's right. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it it is all over the place. I do want to start really quickly with some of the news that we just got recently from the Social Security Administration that benefits will be going up by eight point seven percent for next year. So, um, of course, Philip, that sounds like good news for people receiving Social Security. Um, but but we're going to talk today about why there's such a big increase in benefits. We don't want to lose sight of that. Why? What's going on? Aside from just celebrating that there's a bigger benefit <laughs> headed our way, right? You're right. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the biggest increase in history. It, it's um, pretty big, yeah. Security administration, uh, 8.7%. And, and I don't know if folks may not remember, but it's been probably about 15 years ago or so they changed the um, the whole equation about how they calculate um, the cost of living increase for Social Security benefits. So I know from that point, this is probably the highest we've ever seen going up. And so that's not good news. One good little sliver of good news, though, Jen, is that they're actually going to decrease the Medicare Part B premium. Right, by, I think right. it's $7. Uh, a month. Now, that's the first time I think in history that we've seen the Medicare premiums go down instead of up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of uh, newsworthy in and of itself. And of course, you know, we we are experiencing this this record high inflation here in the U.S. But the thing is, this isn't just a concern over here. It's also an issue in other parts of the world. Um, so so we're going to continue focusing a little bit on what's going on with inflation here today, Philip. Um, you know, we we there's a lot going on over in Britain as well. Keir Starmer is the leader of the late Labour Party over in Britain. I think for so many people looking at their mortgage payments, worried about whether they can now afford to pay them, they're not just frustrated but angry because the government has lost control of the economy. I mean, I just wanted to hear the British accent, but I'm sure you have some other <laughs> thoughts on that as well. <laughs> uh, and and here's one more, and then we'll we'll get some feedback from you here on the issue: inflation becoming a, really a global fight beyond the the U.S. and Europe. Actually, Mark Hamrick is a senior economic analyst with Bankrate.com. 
We're seeing an extraordinary series of moves by central banks around the world, and not exclusive to Europe, but in places such as Indonesia and the Philippines, moving their benchmark interest rates up. And this is all in reaction to a common foe, which is inflation. This is everywhere. This is really a global fight now when we're looking at these rising prices and then trying to figure out what to do to bring it back under control. It is a global fight. And a matter of fact, it's interesting because, uh, you know, on my daily show, we talked about the whole headline of Europe. Europe is basically pointing the finger right at our Federal Reserve and saying, it's your fault mm, mm-hmm. that we have this global recession or this global inflation because you keep raising interest rates way too fast Mm -hmm. and not seeing what the results are going to be before you go raising them again. I mean, there was some harsh words thrown from the uh, European bank to the Federal Reserve here in the United States this past week. So what advice do you have for people back over here, like here in Florida, who are worried about issues like inflation and then this idea of a global recession? Well, I think we have to be prepared. And and that's the thing. We don't get these things very often. And and let's face it, it's been, what, 30 or 40 years since or probably 40 something years since we've had inflation like this. Uh, and, And we've gotten spoiled. No doubt, because we've been in such a low inflationary period for so long um, that these big bursts are are painful. Um, And so I think that, one, I don't know that anybody could actually prepare for this large of an increase in inflation, um, but we can always prepare for two things. One, we can we can be prepared for a recession, which also gives you a bear market and we can be prepared for some inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, and so right. when we build out our income plans, that's one of the things we do. We're making sure that we're cognizant of what what inflation could be. And we're, we're putting some raises in there to help compensate for those increases in inflation. So, listen, if you don't have an income plan, if you're five years out from retirement and you've not focused on what it's going to look like in retirement, how much income you're going to come coming in and where is that income going to come from? every single month because that's why we developed our core retirement design to help folks design that part of their retirement where they make sure their risk is not too much, but yet it's enough and making sure that they have the income they're going to need to survive in retirement. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That number again is 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation where we'll help make sure you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. That number again, 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rizak alongside. And depending on who you ask, there are several different uh, reasons why we are continuing to see high inflation here in the U.S. and what really ha- has brought this on. I know there's a lot of debate about what to do with it, but Philip, looking back at the, the beginning of it, um, here is U.S. House Minority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy. You're living through 12 months with only 11 months pay now because inflation is so high. We warned the Democrats not to do that American rescue plan, but it wasn't just us warning them. Larry Summers, a Secretary of Treasury Democrat, told them don't do it, you'd bring inflation. 
So I mean, you, there's there's all sorts of reasons as to to what really um, made it made it worse than what people some people thought it would have been uh, without some of this additional government spending, right? You're absolutely right. You know, I mean, we had already spent before they passed that bill, and and I don't even know what the total price tag was on that bill, but but I know that the whole COVID relief. You know, those three pieces of legislation, and not just the Democrats, the Republicans as well, it started under the Trump administration with two of those uh, spending bills, and then Biden passed another one. But between those three bills, Jen, it was over $5 trillion of additional debt because we didn't have that money. So they had to go print it, right, and borrow it. And, And that way we could send it out. So, yeah, definitely not a good thing. Yeah, we, we've seen all these big federal spending packages during and right after the pandemic, and that is cause for concern for a lot of people. Talk a little bit about what you say about increased government debt as one of those legislative risks for retirees. Sometimes we don't want to lose sight of the fact that, Philip, there's this thing called legislative risk that, that, can, that can impact our individual retirements. You know, I'm not sure exactly where that's going to Land, but I know that when they were talking about, you heard Kevin uh, McCarthy talking about the American Rescue Plan and how much that was going to add to inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, depending upon what side of the aisle you're on, will determine what you think. But from the more conservative economists, feel like it added about three percentage points to our inflation number. The other side of the aisle agrees that it did increase inflation, which mm-hmm. is a good thing that everybody agrees that it did increase inflation. Right. Uh, but they think it was only one or two percent, not not a three percent that the conservatives feel. But but nonetheless, it's definitely put more impact into mm-hmm. inflation than if they had not passed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely has been an impact. Are there other legislative or, or regulatory risks that retirees should be aware of? Just just the types of things that can happen in Congress that can end up having an impact on our retirements? Well, you know, I mean, I think that there's a couple of things. One is when they start talking about cutting taxes or raising taxes, right? Those things affect us all and they affect our debt that the government is going to have or continue to increase. And so I think those things, uh, we, we have still Medicare is an issue, so security is an issue. I mean, we have a lot of things out there, Jen, that legislatively, when they start trying to fix those things, if they don't do it properly, could add to our inflation numbers. Hopefully, we won't always see inflation this high, but the fact is costs will continue to rise throughout our retirement. Some of these other changes that you were just mentioning, we, we do need to keep an eye out on these things. How do we get ahead of, of things like inflation so we don't have to cut back on our lifestyle? Well, I think that a couple of things we need to look at. One is, is this inflation happens to be parallel with uh, a bear market. And so a lot of people are really feeling pinched because their portfolios are going down and inflation's going up. The cost of everything's going up. So if they're having to pull money out of their portfolio to go spend for these extra things, that's problematic. So we want to make sure that uh, when we build an income plan, we're building it so that we're not necessarily taking money out of the market as the market's going down. And I think that's an issue with most of the folks out there mm-hmm. when they start looking at where their income's coming from. 
And really, when we talk about things like inflation, it it is no longer the silent killer of retirements. This is not just a financial concept we talk about. This is something, Philip, that we have been seeing and feeling for months. And and it's really an issue that we need to get ahead of, right? It's reality. And the reality is, is that inflation never sleeps. I mean, we never... I can't remember hardly it going backwards, right? It, it doesn't stop. It just keeps ramping up. And now, it could slow down, mm-hmm. but it just never goes away. And if you want to maintain your current standard of living in retirement, you have to understand what rising inflation can do to your retirement and how you can help protect yourself and your savings. So today, I'm offering a no-cost, no-obligation analysis a phone consultation where we'll walk through where you are, what that looks like for you and what things you're doing right, what things you may need to fix for inflation. Because there's a lot of things that erode your retirement, not just inflation, taxes, this stock market volatility that we just seem to can't get past, tax increases, rising healthcare costs, all these things are a problem when you get in retirement. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation phone consultation where we'll walk through, talk about our core retirement design to make sure your retirement is on the path that you need it to be on. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. Give us a call, no-cost, no-obligation phone consultation. We'll give you 30 minutes of our time. Answer any questions you may have and make sure you're on the right path. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We'll be back. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a... 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. If you have a retirement plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services here in Sebring. And I am Jen Rizak alongside, you know, just a few years after the passage of the SECURE Act, 
We now have the sequel up for debate in Congress, Secure <laughs> Act 2.0. It's got some more proposed changes, but the good news is Philip is keeping an eye on anything that could impact how you save money for retirement. And really, Philip, I mean, we we talked at length when the first Secure Act passed, but here we are again with some potential all new changes that that are coming our way. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know what they they just can't leave things well enough alone, you know, maybe uh, some of this stuff is good. Uh, Maybe it'll help. But, um, you know, the bottom line is they're trying to get more tax dollars usually. Right. Right. And so we need to look at it kind of through those filters when we uh, when we look at some of these things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, I, I do have to point this out just when we talk about Secure Act and then Secure Act 2.0 and, and just more changes. And, and sometimes you look at any time the government's getting their hands in making changes, there are all these unintended consequences. And so, Philip, um, I, I don't know if you remember this. This this may not have been a movie that you were a big fan of, but, um, you know, the original Jurassic Park came out in like the mid 90s. And then a couple years later, the second one, The Lost World, came out. And in The Lost World, John Hammond, who started Jurassic Park, talks about when they're going to go to the second island where the dinosaurs are again. He says, don't worry, we we won't make any of the same mistakes that we made at the first island. And Jeff Goldblum's character says, oh, no, 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 you're making all new ones. <laughs> so, I mean, this could <laughs> exactly. be what we're looking at here. I don't, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So there's still, oh, you're, you know. still going to make mistakes, right? One right. way or another. There'll all be mistakes new ones, in the bill. But all new ones. That's right. So there's still a lot that we don't know about this proposed legislation because it, it's still under debate and there are different versions that are being talked about. But what are some of the main provisions that that have been discussed so far? I know just a lot of ideas have been kicked around for what they might put in this Secure Act 2.0. Yeah. And, and, and that's the difficult part when we start looking at proposed legislation, right? I mean, they, they haven't voted on it. The hammer hasn't come down and said, this is it. Mm-hmm. And so you've got two versions floating around out there. You got the House version and you got the Senate version out there and, and trying to figure out what's going to end up in the final bill is a nightmare, right? So I kind of look at cursory looking at each of them, but I don't dive in real deep until something's gotten passed, right? Because right, right. until then it can change on a dime. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can you can think this is what it is now and wake up tomorrow morning <laughs> and everything different. you thought was in it's gone. Right. Right. So. Um, all right. So the other thing they're going to mandate an automatic enrollment in a 401k plan and they're going to automatically start taking three percent out of your pay, hmm. whether you elect or not elect. So I'm not I'm. That you know, word mandate, that, that that sticks out to people. I mean, that's, that's right. That's I mean, not you're telling people they right. have to do it. Right. So so is that is that really what we want our government to tell us to do? Um, That's a tough one for people. Yeah, it it will be tough. It will be tough. Part time people eligible for participate 401k. You know, that's to me, that's not a a new thing, because right now, most part time people do participate in 401k plans. Okay. You know, allow employers to make contributions to the plan on behalf of employees. Um, who are making 401k plans. And we're already doing that right now mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Um, maybe it's not legislative, but maybe it's just presidential edict that, that they can do that now. I'm not sure. But but those are all things that, that could change within the Secure Act 2.0. And so here's what I would say when we, when we talk about planning for retirement. I mean, some of these things, are they, they all look like they could probably be good things. 
used in the right way for the right purpose. Um, the problem is how they're going to pay for some of this stuff because it is nothing's free. And we already know taxes are going to go up in, in 2026. So what's your plan for rising taxes? Again, that's why we developed our core retirement, looking at ways to be as tax efficient as possible. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. And let's make sure that you're paying the least amount of taxes possible on your retirement savings. Don't forget that taxes are going up. We want to be making sure we're doing the best we can with taxes. That number is 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. I am Jen Rizak alongside that number again, 863-285-3815. So, Philip, you just went through some of the uh, some of the changes that have been proposed with Secure Act 2.0. Again, end of 2019, start of 2020 is when we had the first Secure Act, and it did some things like uh, push back the required minimum distribution age. Um, what are some other possible changes that we might see in Secure Act 2.0 now that Congress is talking about a sequel or or a do over? I don't know if we do-over. call it a sequel yeah. or a do over. So I think that one of the things that caught my eye was increasing, you know, right now, if you're over 50, um, there's a catch-up contribution that you can make to your IRA or your 401k, either one. And so they're talking about when folks hit 60 or their early 60s to add another step so they can actually contribute even more catch-up contributions uh, to their 401k. So, you know, that, that would be a good thing. However, let's face it, that's still money you got to be making to be able to contribute it. How many people are going to be able to actually contribute it in another $10,000? Um, I think it's, it's good in theory. And if people can take advantage of it, I think it will be good. Middle to lower income folks, probably not going to affect them. Raising the required minimum distribution, like you mentioned, to age 75. Now they do have some, most of them have some time constraints in this. So it's not going to happen like right now, but Gradually increase it over the next 10 years. Um, Reduce the penalty for not taking your required minimum distribution. I find that one kind of funny because (laughs) I don't know anybody that's paid the 50% penalty so far because there's a form you can file, ask for forgiveness, and I've never seen anybody not not gotten that forgiveness. Um, And so I think that those are some, some issues out there. Talking about... I'm not seeing many people use these either, but there's this, what they call QLACs, which are qualified longevity annuity contracts. Mm-hmm. Talking about making some some changes to those um, and eliminating. Now, this one, I can I can get my hands around this one. Eliminating the RMD okay. for Roth 401k accounts. I guess right now, whether you oh. have a Roth or not Roth, you've got to take money out of your 401k. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the same thing if it's in an IRA. If it's in an IRA, you don't have to do that. But, but, but a Roth 401k, 401k guess, right. You've, you've got to take some distributions out of there. So, okay, that that's an interesting one too. But but going back to um, pushing back the age for required minimum distributions, which we, we saw that already. It did, it did cause a little confusion, and now we're talking about doing it again. What are your thoughts on that if they, if they do gradually push that back to age 75 over the next 10 years? What, what are your thoughts on that, that possible change? So I, I think most people, when they see that, they think, okay, that's good. That's good. I can wait to take out my money. Well, we've uh, run some analysis and been in some conferences where they've they've actually given us some examples and that 
you know, the average folks that don't take it at 70 and a half, but take it at 72, which is the new rule right now, mm-hmm. will actually end up paying uh, 18 to 19% more in taxes over their lifetime oh. because of waiting. So what do you think that means? If they wait from 72 to 75, how much more of an increase in taxes is that going to be uh, that the IRS is going to have their hands waiting for? So I, I think that from a tax standpoint, that's not good news. Um, I think it'll, it'll allow people to push it back and they're going to push it back if they, if they haven't had an advisor that's tax sensitive, that's running those numbers and say, hey, look, it does make sense to take your money out earlier instead of later. And then, okay, I want to go back to you were talking about, you know, the reducing the penalty for not taking your RMD. It makes sense if, if you know, if this is something that doesn't impact a ton of people anyway. But um, it does always sound like a good thing to to have penalties reduced. I, I guess the main thing is we just want to be able to uh, know the rules so we can avoid those penalties to begin with. We, we just don't we don't want that to be an impact on on our nest egg. Right. Is having penalties take away um, well, that's more right. of that. We don't want to, we don't want to have to pay that fifty percent penalty or the new twenty five percent penalty they're talking about now. But and I think that the IRS is setting themselves up to be able to charge people that penalty. Granted, it, it has not been getting done, but they have gotten some of the framework in place now where they could do that uh, because now your custodian not only do they report what the balance is in your IRA, but they also report to the IRS what your required minimum distribution was supposed to be for that year. Hmm. And so there is a mechanism now where they could do some matching on that. Uh, they're not, but they could. And so I think that's something we need to be uh, aware of. Right. And and really, we just, like I said, we don't want things like steep penalties, also potentially higher taxes, Philip, uh, just swiping away at your savings. Because what it will do is is it will leave you with a fraction of the money you are counting on for retirement. And that's not a position that anybody wants to be in. No, you don't. And if you make a mistake with your requirement distribution from your IRA, or other retirement accounts, you don't calculate it properly, the penalty for not taking that amount is 50% of what you should have taken or what you didn't take. And the penalty is in addition to the amount of taxes that you have to pay on that. So so you need to understand the timing of your required minimum distributions because uh, they can push you into a higher tax bracket. Yep. They can trigger taxes on your Social Security benefits that are higher. And here's a killer that people don't think about. It can cause you to pay a higher Medicare premium surtax um, if, if you're not careful. Imagine how fast your savings would shrink if you had rack up all those penalties and those extra taxes going forward. Listen, folks, give us a call, 863-285-3815. Schedule a 30-minute, no-obligation phone consultation where we'll walk through these different things and make sure that you are on track with your retirement and heading in the right direction from a tax point, from a risk point, and from an income standpoint. Give us a call, 863-285-3815. We don't want anybody paying more taxes than they have to. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. More to come on how the SECURE Act 2.0 could impact you and your retirement in just a moment. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything. 
The same is true for your social security benefits. Take them too soon and you can leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different, but taking your social security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Philip Statler at Statler Financial understands social security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call 863-285-3815 to start optimizing your benefits. With social security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial today. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And as we're talking today, um, just a few years after the passage of the SECURE Act, now we are talking about SECURE Act 2.0. It, it is the sequel that is up for debate here in Congress. And, and Philip, as we talk a little bit about that, we went over some of the uh, provisions, some of the possible changes, and it's interesting because there there are some uh, some of these that might uh, make you think that there's a little bit more flexibility involved. But then that word mandate kind of creeps in there, you know, when we're talking about mandating the the automatic enrollment in four hundred one ks, you know, it, it's just kind of an interesting mix of of supposed flexibility, but then also those those mandates as well. Well, let's think about who that's going to affect, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get what they're trying to do. They want people to prepare for retirement sure. in some way, shape, or fashion. Um, but they're not just asking you to. They're mandating. It means they're telling you yeah, that right. you're going to contribute at least 3% of your pay to 401k. And I know that on the surface, that sounds like that probably makes sense that okay, everybody should be preparing for retirement. We should all be putting stuff away for retirement. But think about just some different circumstances, right? you got a, a, a single parent raising a couple kids and having a minimum wage job at a place where they have a 401k. And now you're saying, well, you don't make enough to really make ends meet, but we're going to take 3% and put it in your retirement account. It just yeah. doesn't... Um, you know, it doesn't make sense uh, from that standpoint. I get it. You get the kid that just graduated from college and he's got his first job and he's not really thinking about retirement. Well, yeah, it makes sense to have him go ahead and start contributing because he's he's making some money for a change. And, and instead of, of just spending it at school, he, he's got some money coming in. You know, maybe he can afford to that 3% or more into his 401k account. But But I think that When our government starts mandating that we put money away for retirement, and don't get me wrong, I understand the the whole idea, but it's the mandate that I have an issue with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Because they don't talk anywhere in there about opting out or having the ability to come back after they take it out the first time to say, oh, no, 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 I can't afford that. And there's an opt out form. Um, None of that's in the proposal anywhere. So, so what's that mean to that family that's just making or not making it that needs every cent they get? And, and I think that's the the issue that most of us will have with that word mandate mm-hmm. um, right? In, in terms of the 401k plan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
You know, when we're talking about some of these changes, this is stuff that you and I tend to follow. We look a lot at, at the financial headlines and what's going on with the economy. And then as far as possible legislative changes and things like this that could impact people, this is what we we tend to pay a, a quite a bit of attention to. But for the everyday person, the everyday retiree, how important is it for them to pay attention to changes like this? Or is that really the benefit of, of talking to somebody like you who's staying on top of it? Well, I think two things. I think obviously uh, folks need to know what's going on, but they also need an advisor that is staying current and not just what's happening in the news because people may say, well, what's happening in the SECURE Act? I see they're going to do something. Well, like I said, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to it until it's said signed and, and done or close to being signed and done because it can change and it can change drastically. Uh, but But I think that Having somebody, I mean, that's why we do Ed Slot, you know, a couple times a year. That's where we're at. We're, we're doing these different trainings on taxes and IRAs and making sure that our clients are staying ahead of the game when it comes to the tax planning part of retirement planning. So I think that's an area, you know, and it just it just dawned on me, Jenna, you know, them increasing that minimum required minimum distribution age mm-hmm. to 75, even though it's not a we're going to do it all at one time right now. I, I want people to think about this. You know, if they increase that required minimum age to 75, then you don't take it out. That means your account's going to grow that next three years by even more. And so that means when you do have to take it out, you're going to have to take out more, which is going to push you into a higher tax bracket because taxes are going to go up, folks. And no way around it, they're going up. We know in 2026, they're automatically going up, but they're going to go up from there too. Just because our national debt is so high, it, we have no choice. Mm-hmm. They're going to go up. Right. And so I think of the beneficiaries, right, who under the SECURE Act, don't get to spread out your IRA that they inherit over their lifetime. They have to take it out over in a 10-year period. Oh, right, right. So think about what that might do to them. All of a sudden, you pass away and they inherit a $200,000 IRA. And they're still working and they're probably at the highest part of their earnings potential. Mm-hmm. And now... They have to take money out of the inherited IRA at a high, high tax rate. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to wait. Now, I know they're giving you that opportunity in this, but but even 70 and a half to 72, we need to be doing as much as we can to reduce that IRA, get as much tax advantage out of it as we can today so that we're not paying more taxes down the road. Yeah, we do want to stay on top of that. We do need to to be um, aware of all of this. Now, now you know the main goal, the the stated goal, Philip, for the Secure Act is to help more people do a better job saving for retirement. I think that's what you know they were saying that this is supposed to do. So let's let's just kind of back up for a second. How do you help somebody figure out for people who are getting close to retirement? How do they know? if they've done enough, if they've saved enough? So I think you you have to, in my opinion, you have to work backwards, right? You have to look at the end and say, here's how much income I'm going to need in retirement. And once you kind of get that idea, 
And if you're five years out from retirement, you should be able to start to get a decent idea of what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Is the house going to be paid off? You know, the credit cards all be paid off. Am I going to be debt free when I retire? Well, okay, then here's what it's going to take for me to live. If I'm not going to be debt free, what am I going to have in payments that I got to account for to make sure I have enough income coming in? So we need that income. What income are we going to need to live the retirement we want to live? Taking into consideration that we got Social Security coming in. If you have a pension coming in, we have a pension. You know, what is the net, what I call the net shortfall? What is that net gap in income we have to fill? Mm -hmm. And once we know what that is, then we can go back and say, okay, here's how much we need in order to fulfill that. Mm -hmm. And here's the plan that will work to make that happen. Um, you know, too many people think I need a half million, I need a million, I need $2 million to retire. Um, and maybe you do, but you don't know until you run the numbers and you put all that stuff in to determine what is that, what does that final number really look like? Right. And aside from having enough saved, let's just spend a few minutes on this here, Philip, before our next break. Talk about what else goes into a comprehensive retirement income plan, because th this whole conversation about the SECURE Act, this is all about how do we help people save? How do we make sure that we're saving enough? That's only one step. What else do we need to think about when we're trying to prepare for retirement? So we need to, one, the, the one thing nobody likes to do, and that's kind of put together a budget. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to put together a budget, then you need to err on the high side, right? You need to say, okay, if I net $50,000 a year now between my wife and I, then I need $50,000 when I retire, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's that's the deal. If, if you don't want to do the work, then you just have to assume that you're going to need the same income minus some tax comp complications, right? You're not going to have to pay Social Security anymore and and uh, you're not all your social security be taxable. So there's some adjustments that have to be made, but, but in general, that that'll give you an idea. And then, and then, so we kind of know where our income is going to come from and we got a target to shoot for. And then we just have to put that plan in place, you know, taking into consideration that when we would pull money out of our retirement accounts, there are tax consequences. As Ed Slot says, you know, that IRA is not all yours. That 401k is not all yours. Mm, mm -hmm. Uncle Sam owns part of it. The problem is we don't know exactly how much he owns and because we don't know what tax bracket you're going to be in. So maybe it's zero, maybe it's 35%. We don't know until that day you pull it out. So I think that that's an issue that folks need to realize and we need to make sure that we're being as tax efficient as possible and using every bit of the tax brackets we're in. I, I sit down with folks all the time that aren't using their tax brackets to their full benefit. In other words, they're they're leaving money in their IRAs or their 401ks when they could be taking it out and paying a small amount of tax now where they may have to pay more later those type of things that, that we need to be aware of and that we need to be planning for and taking advantage of the times we, we have those opportunities. Yeah, just a lot of things that we want to stay on top of. And and the reality is, Philip, when you talk about thinking about things like what's going on with our taxes, thinking about um, what's going on with our income, um, that, that budget is such a good first step, but then there are so many other things that we want to make sure that we have in place. And nearly 70% of Americans, Philip, are missing that written financial plan. And people who don't have that, they do tend to feel less confident about their future. 
Yeah, I know a lot of you are really worried that, that you haven't saved enough or that you won't even be able to retire. I mean, that's a big conversation here lately. Now, I know that most of you don't have a written retirement income plan in place. And that written retirement income plan can help you feel more financially stable and more financially secure. So you don't have to be one of those folks that worry about, will the money last as long as we do? Or can I afford to retire? We have a process in place to help you put together that income plan and put together that strategy. Folks, we call it our core retirement design. And listen, if you're out there right now and you don't have that written retirement income plan, you don't know what that looks like. And statistically, we know that that's probably most of you out there. Folks, give us a call and let's schedule 30 minutes. Just have a conversation about where you are now, where you want to be, and how can we get you there? The number to call is 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. I'd love to have that 30-minute conversation, answer questions for you, make sure, again, that you are on the path to the retirement you always dreamed of. It's an easy conversation. It's not always easy to put things in place, but it's an easy conversation. Give us a call, 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. More insights from Philip coming up next. Stay with us. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services right here in Sebring. Every week he gets questions about all things retirement, so we're going to take a little time here in this part of the show, open up our Statler Financial Mailbag, and go over some common retirement questions. So, Philip, our first question is from Jill, and Jill writes that she and her husband are getting a divorce after being married for almost 30 years. She's been working outside of the home for the last five years, so she's got some work friends and and a little income of her own, but she feels like she's just starting over, and she doesn't even know the questions to ask first. She wants to know some of the things she should think about now that she's planning for her own future. Well, that's a tough question, Jill. You know, you need to know, number one, if you're working, if you have a 401k plan, then we need to be making sure that we're making some contributions to that 401k plan. Now, obviously, I'm not an attorney, but an area that you need to at least ask your attorney about is if your spouse has some retirement accounts, 
can you have access to some of that? Right. Can you roll right. some of that into your IRA? Um, that's an area because that may be after 30 years of marriage, that may be one of the bigger financial assets that you have is going to be his retirement accounts. So we want to look at that and see if there may be something there that you can grasp and, and, and at least help you get started in the right direction and have some assets there to fall back on. But, but again, if you have a 401k, let's make sure that we're contributing at least enough to get the full match on that part. Um, if there's not a 401k, you know, try to develop some kind of savings plan where you're putting money into a Roth IRA because you'd rather pay the tax now in the low tax environment we're in versus later when we may be in a higher tax environment. Um, those are probably a couple of things that I would look at right now. Good questions there, Jill. And that that really has become uh, more of an issue that retirement planners like you are dealing with now. I I know um, those divorce rates among uh, people who are getting close to retirement and who are in retirement has really gone up. And there's some big financial ramifications. So just, um, (laughs) Jill, you're certainly not the only one who's going through this. So those are some good questions there. Our next question is from Mark, and he and his wife have started having some serious discussions about what they want to do in retirement. Mark has had to travel for work for years, so he wants some peace and quiet, and he wants to go fishing. But his wife stayed home to raise their two boys. She's been telling all her friends about all the places that they're going to go once they retire. So they have some different ideas here. Mark says he's done traveling for good, but doesn't know how to tell her. So now what? So how do we... uh, how do we make everybody happy here, Philip? This is a tough situation. I didn't know that I was going into the marriage counseling. This <laughs> it, is kind of where you are sometimes, right? Oh gosh, it, it is, and and I, and I I can understand both sides. Um, and so I I think that there needs to be a discussion, right? We need to sit down and and have that discussion about what we expect, and so maybe. It's it's not all or nothing, right? So maybe we we travel together once a year, mm-hmm. and and maybe the rest of the time, you know, she goes ahead and kind of sets up some of the things she wants to do, and he can stay at home and golf or piddle in the yard or whatever he's wants to do in retirement. And who knows, you know, a couple of years of doing that, and and he may get on that train of okay, I'm ready to travel again and do right. some other stuff. Right. But, yeah, I think it's having that conversation of, of um, what can we do together and then what, what do we need to not do together? Just got to have those money conversations for, for do we have the money for her to do some of these trips and then he's got the money for his hobbies and then they can switch that up down the road if they need to, right? Yep. It's, uh, it's all about compromise. Compromise and keep those planning conversations going because uh, we might change our minds here one of these days. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is from Paul. He wants to know the best kind of annuity to buy. Paul says he doesn't want a bunch of stuff. He just wants one simple place to keep his money. Paul, I'd love to say here's a simple answer. Unfortunately, your question doesn't allow a simple answer. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of different annuities out there. There's not a best annuity, Okay. There, it's all based on your circumstances, your situation. I will say this though: you don't want to put all your money into an annuity. That I do know. You know, it's some. There's some planning that needs to be done there, Paul. And and so it's sitting down uh, with us or another financial advisor, and and really and truly looking at where you are and what you want your money to do for you uh, going forward. 
whether that means we need additional income, we can put together an income plan, or, or whether we don't really need any more income, we just need some fun money and, and stuff like that to budget for the fun stuff we want to do in retirement. You know, those are all things that we can address, but there's not one best annuity to go buy. Um, it all depends on your circumstances. Don't let anybody tell you that there's this one great annuity that's, that's the best annuity out there because it all depends on you, your circumstances, and what you're trying to accomplish. Unfortunately, that's about the best advice I can give you on that. Right, right. And, you know, I, I think that's another area almost where there's compromise, Philip, because I think what Paul is looking for is a little bit of simplicity. And I can appreciate that. Sometimes, Philip, you might sit down with somebody who just tries to make everything out to be too complicated and too complex. Uh, and, and really, that's kind of where you fall. You you want it to be simple for people. It, it's not rocket science. They need to be able to understand it without overcomplicating it. But just recognizing that too simple is, is kind of a, a bit of a danger zone too, right? It, yeah, it is. It's so we want to make sure that we use the right tools for your circumstances, right? And so what you're telling me is you want simple. And, and I get that. But but we also need to be um, careful in how we arrange things because we don't know what tomorrow holds. You know, you might need your money quickly or at least some of it. And so it's a planning process. And, and I think that um, I, I understand you want to keep things simple and, and I get that. And there is simple but it still takes planning and you need to have a plan in place, which is, which is what I think is really important in your circumstances. Uh, let's do one more question here. This last one comes from Barb, another tough relationship situation. Barb says, my mother just died and now I feel like all our family does is argue over what to do with her house and who will be in charge of what. My siblings and I are in our 60s, but it feels like we're kids again. I don't know if you can help us with our arguments, but can you please just tell people why it's so important to take care of these decisions ahead of time? Gosh, that's a tough, <laughs> tough thing to be in. But she's right. We got to take care of this stuff ahead of time, right? We do. And so so there's a couple things here, right? So if mom died without a will, that's a problem, right? And so courts are really going to be in charge of how things are then divided up. Mm-hmm. Um, if mom died with a will, the will is going to specify the things she's asking about. Who's in charge? Well, the will is going to say who's in charge. The will is going to say, here's how everything gets divided. Um, So not having that in place can be problematic for the family. And so you don't want to put your family in that situation. You want to at least have a will in place. You want to at least have a power of attorney in place so that somebody can take care of you if you can't take care of yourself. Um, you know, if you're, if you have enough assets and you're in a position, maybe you need a trust. I, I don't know without looking at your situation, not everybody needs a trust. More people have a trust and really need one from what I've seen, but there are advantages to having a trust. There could be some advantages of not having a trust hmm. depending on, con- on your circumstances. And so that's one of those things that is very dependent upon where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. You're in a, in a rough spot here because uh, you got siblings all scrabbling over stuff and, and that's not good. You know, mom died and, and now we're fighting over everything. Um, so it's better, folks, listen, if you don't have a will in place or you haven't attached beneficiaries to your assets, 
You know, that's why they create TOD, transfer on death or POD, pay on death, so that you can you can don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. It's taken care of. You've done it ahead of time. So those are some areas I think that that you could look at. Obviously, it's too late for you, but uh, but a heads up to folks out there that, hey, take care of your stuff now so that your kids don't fight over it later. Right. That's not what you want to have happen. Um, You know, and and again, I'm not an attorney, but you need to have a relationship with an attorney that can help you set these things up properly um, and to make sure that that your final wishes are carried out the way you want them to be. Because who wants their kids fighting over stuff? Nobody does. Yeah. But they're doing it. it. That's right. And they're doing it because you didn't take action to prevent it. So, so, so Philip, I think that the big message for a lot of people here is just get that planning done. So tell us how we can get in touch with somebody like you to get started on identifying what all the weak spots are and what's going on with our money, what's missing, and how do we get everything in place so we don't leave a mess for our kids. Absolutely, Jim. They can give us a call. I mean, that's what's something we do all the time for folks is, is walk them through that process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Or, Jim, they can go to my website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link to my calendar right there. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. That's all the time we have for this week, but be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip. We'll talk to you then. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.